we go, we want to update you on what's happened in the city this week and what's coming up on the agenda. This is What's New and What's Next. A sweeping rent control ordinance proposed by a state legislator from San Francisco will go before the state Senate soon after a major push by Governor Gavin Newsom and a deal hammered out between lawmakers, tenant activists, and some industry groups. The ordinance would cap rent increases to 5% a year plus the cost of living in units built more than 15 years ago. San Francisco Assemblymember David Chu is the measure's sponsor. He spoke to us in July on our flagship program, Civic. The bill addresses the reality facing many of the 15 million tenants in California who do not have any rent control protections. It addresses the fact that millions of tenants are one rent increase away from being forced out of their homes and, and onto the streets. Uh, and the fact is, over the past decade, while the average income has not improved at all, average rents have gone up by a third. An analysis by the real estate agency Zillow finds that about 12% of Bay Area renters would have paid less in rent if that ordinance had been in place last year. The measure would not affect San Francisco's rent control law, the one that limits rent increases to just the cost of living for buildings built before 1979. But it would place the new rent cap on many newer units not covered under local rent control law. If you commute in or to the city, you might be familiar with some of the local rappers, dancers, and musicians who perform on BART. You might also know some local people in need who panhandle on the platforms or in the cars. Well, the BART Board of Directors may be considering a proposal to end those practices. A tweet from one director has developed into a potential proposal to ban panhandling and busking on the system. That prompted a critical response from the local ACLU chapter, Here's what Abray Connor, an ACLU staff attorney, had to say. We felt that it was important for us to get involved, um, especially considering that there wasn't any actual language that was drafted. We were hoping that if we sent a letter that explained how this could really impact people's constitutional rights, that the BART Board of Directors would look at their policies that already existed and use those resources in order to help individuals who need them the most. No written proposal has yet been crafted, so it's hard to say what exactly is in the ban or how it would interact with the Constitution. But the board may be considering something in October. Gig economy workers are protesting this week. On Thursday, the San Francisco Business Times reported a group of DoorDash, Instacart, and Postmate workers delivered bags of peanuts to their company's headquarters to protest what they call low pay and a lack of compensation transparency. A work slowdown and ongoing demonstrations are expected to continue through the weekend. The protests come as state lawmakers consider sweeping legislation that would force many so-called sharing economy companies to treat their contract workers, gig workers, as employees, earning minimum wage and receiving unemployment and disability benefits. Electric scooter company Spin may be trying to get ahead of the labor organizing curve as it tries to win approval to operate in the city. The San Francisco Examiner reports Spin has signed what it's calling a labor peace deal with the Teamsters. The company is formally agreeing not to stand in the way if their workers want to organize. In fact, its senior policy counsel told the Examiner they'll encourage it. Remember the Millennium Tower, that skyscraper in San Francisco's downtown that's sinking and tilting? Local news site 48 Hills points out that a lawsuit brought by its residents over the debacle may be settled in large part by taxpayer money. 
The Transbay Joint Powers Authority, which oversaw the construction of the Transbay Terminal next door to the Millennium Tower, is expected to pay a large part of the $100 million settlement. And that's a public agency. That's what's new. Here's what's next. Saturday marks the kickoff for the fourth annual Transit Week, a series of events organized by the San Francisco Transit Riders, which is an advocacy group pushing for better public transportation. We spoke with the Transit Riders' Kat Carter. This is our fourth annual Transit Week, and it has meant something a little bit different every year. Um, This year we are focused on our 30 by 30 campaign, which is to get frequent, reliable service that people can actually use. We'd like to see a network of rapid routes uh, that crisscross the city and travel end to end in 30 minutes by 2030. And um, the idea is Muni does have a rapid network right now, but not all of the lines perform that well. But some of them perform really well, like the 14 rapid we all love, the 38 rapid people love, the 5R where they have made these investments in rapid service, uh, ridership has gone up over 22%. Saturday also marks the start of Muni Heritage Weekend. This is an event by the SFMTA and its nonprofit partner, Market Street Railway. The organizers of Transit Week will be on hand Saturday at the Railway Museum at 77 Stewart Street for a scavenger hunt amid the historic streetcars and other kid-friendly games. Transit enthusiasts can hitch a ride on some very old vehicles, including Muni's very first streetcar, which was built in 1912. As for the cable cars, your out-of-town visitors are going to be disappointed. Starting Friday, September 13th, all of the cable cars will be out of service for maintenance for 10 days. If you want to climb halfway to the stars, you'll have to ride a bus. The Board of Supervisors meets on Tuesdays. Here's what's on their agenda for September 10th. First, right at 2 p.m. when the meeting starts, Mayor London Breed will make her regularly scheduled appearance at the board for a formal policy discussion. This time around, they'll be talking about drug use and overdose treatment in District 6. That's Supervisor Matt Haney's district, and it includes the Tenderloin, Soma, most of Civic Center, and Treasure Island. Supervisors will also consider reviewing a proposal to commemorate icons of the leather and LGBTQ communities. The idea would be to install 40 street plaques along the 12th Street sidewalk of Eagle Plaza, adjacent to the historic Eagle Bar. Supervisors will consider a resolution that condemns an attack on a San Francisco native and U.S. citizen in the Philippines. Brandon Lee, an environmental and human rights organizer working in the Philippines, was allegedly attacked by members of the Philippine Armed Forces. Since this is a resolution rather than legislation, the result would be the board formally urging local federal representatives to ensure that Lee is repatriated to San Francisco and to initiate a federal investigation of his attack. This has been What's New and What's Next, brought to you by the team of Civic from the San Francisco Public Press. Thanks for listening.